1: Welcome to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. My name is Walker Wildman and this is AFA at the Core. You're listening to the American Family Radio Network. Uh, Our verse of the week is out of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. This is out of the ESV. That's uh, my preferred reading. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. Many of you have heard this verse, have memorized it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall make straight your paths. That's our verse of the week out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Yesterday, I uh, mentioned a couple different uh, websites. Uh, More specifically, I covered... Uh, Dr. Vladimir Zelenko's uh, COVID protocol treatment. He's the uh, very well-known and well-respected doctor out of New York. He's treated over 6,000 COVID patients in New York, and uh, he has his preferred uh, method of treatment um, that that I mentioned yesterday. And so I'm going to give out two two websites related to this topic and that I I really get a lot of my news and information from as it relates to the pandemic. Um, One of these is America's Frontline Doctors. You've heard of the group AFLDS is what they go by, Uh, but America's Frontline Doctors, their URL, and once again, this will all be posted on my webpage today on my podcast page at AFR.net, but their URL is americasfrontlinedoctors.org, plural. America's Frontline is the URL for AFLDS. Um, another one I've been relying on for for accurate news and and studies and protocols when it comes to uh, the the coronavirus pandemic is COVID nineteen critical This is a website that Twyla Breeze mentioned. It is headed up by the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, um, dozens if not hundreds of doctors that have joined together uh, to help or recommend treatments for, for COVID patients. That, that URL is covid19criticalcare.com. And as I mentioned, for those of you who want more information about the show, more information about the stuff that I talk about, uh, most of the time, a critical um uh, links we post uh, bobby my producer he posts those links on my podcast page at afr.net and you can call our our headquarters here in tupelo mississippi and our receptionist will be glad to direct you to my podcast page where you can find all these links that we talk about during the show Uh, but dr vladimir zelenko his treatment protocol has picked up a lot of uh, attention across the country over the last uh, 18 months And uh, for him, it's been very, very effective at treating COVID patients. And one of the critical things here, and I think this is really important and it's not getting a lot of attention, at least it's not getting a lot of attention in the mainstream outlets and amongst the the so-called experts. And that is early and aggressive treatment for COVID-19. Early and aggressive treatment is critical. Every study you look at, every doctor you talk to, even the ones that don't agree with the, the, the Zelenko protocol, uh, they will say that early and aggressive treatment is critical to keeping patients out of the hospital. And after all, that should be the goal. The primary goal of this entire uh, strategy across our country should be to keep patients out of the hospital. Um, and that's what the Zelenko protocol is all about, is keeping patients out of the hospital. And we've all heard of these tragic stories uh, where where people become infected with COVID-19, uh, they don't get a, a early treatment, and then uh, seven to ten days later, they end up in a very bad shape, end up in the hospital, and you're really playing from behind there. So early and aggressive treatment is what uh, Dr. Zelenko and all these other doctors that are on the front lines are recommending. And there's stuff out there that they recommend in their protocols uh, that we can all access, uh, some of it over the counter, some of it with a prescription. Uh, but we have to be treating people early and aggressive. And to further my point here, or to, to really affirm what I'm saying, the Pfizer CEO came out today uh, and said this. He said that that he expects more uh, vaccine-resistant variants to emerge. This is the uh, Pfizer CEO, which is one of the main companies producing the shot here in America and around the world, and he says um, that, that, that we're going to see more uh, variants that are vaccine-resistant. He goes on to say, and this is um, the fact that he had the, the audacity to say this, he went on to say that we need more variant-specific shots. And he says that, that his company and others can turn around a variant-specific jab in about three months or 90 days can 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 you i can't believe i'm reading this that, what he's saying is this is the Pfizer CEO he's saying that you know we played the CNN clip yesterday where um where our own uh, government officials have said and this was a Surgeon general yesterday but he said that um, that uh, immunity from the shot is more effective than natural immunity which is something anyone who's read up even just a little bit about viruses and our bodies and immunity knows that that's not true. Natural immunity has always been historically and scientifically the best immunity. Uh, When you read on Johns Hopkins website, uh, you read even on our own CDC website and all these other reputable publications, uh, they all say that natural immunity is the best immunity when it comes to this COVID-19 virus. Well, um, this could put people... Uh, getting uh, jabs every two to three months is, 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 the, is, the, is where we're heading as a country and as a, as a society because the FDA already just approved within the last week uh, the booster shot for people who are in a high-risk category, the booster shot. And remember, these people have already had two jabs within the last six to eight months. And, and now they're going to go for a third jab. And according to the Pfizer... CEO people could be getting shots every 90 days and what is the long-term uh, side effects to getting shots this often? The reality is we don't know yet. We don't know yet what the long-term side effects are to getting getting the shots. and I covered the FDA approval letter to Pfizer yesterday and even in the FDA approval letter giving uh, the the Pfizer shot, full FDA authorization, even in that letter, it had multiple places where it said that it admitted, the FDA letter admitted uh, that we don't have long-term studies on this shot because it gave Pfizer anywhere from three to five years to get uh, produce these long-term studies on, on the potential side effects to the shot. Um, and so I say all that to say that... W- as a country we're going to have to figure out a way to treat this that doesn't solely rely on the shot on the vaccine and there's there's mixed views even from public health experts on not only the efficacy of the shot i mean the studies are showing now uh, that that the shot uh, at least the Pfizer shot the israeli data shows that it's not that effective it's about 30 to 40% effective and and even Pfizer and other uh, companies are saying that every time a new variant comes out, uh, the, the, the shot is be- going to become less and less effective. So as a country, we've got to figure out a way to treat people without solely relying on the shot. That is not a winning strategy. A winning strategy is attacking this virus early and aggressive. And so that's what, as a country, we should be doing and we've got to put our egos behind us. We got to put uh, the billions of dollars that these these companies are making. They got to put that behind them, and they got to focus on the well-being of the American people. And the, and and when you do that, you can actually focus on on preventatives and early and aggressive treatment, which is going to keep people out of the hospitals. And we got to stop politicizing this. You know, people say because I because I talk about the lack of efficacy from the shots that I'm politicizing it. No, I'm just reading you the data. Reading you the data is not politicizing anything. I'm just reporting to you where uh, the the, the status of these shots are, and it's really not in a good place, and it's not heading in a good place. And the more data we get, uh, the less effective these shots appear to be. Um, This is about saving uh, innocent human lives, and that's what we should be about. Uh, One of the core values here at American Family Association is the sanctity of human life meaning from conception to natural death, we need to value all human life because we're all created in the image of God. It doesn't matter about our politics, our ideology. Uh, Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, we should be concerned about the, the lives of all uh, Americans and all people created in the image of God. And so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm harping on this and I'm covering this each week here on the show is because lives are at stake This virus is serious. It is affecting people negatively and badly, uh, but we've got to treat this thing early and aggressive. That's what all the uh, the experts who are on the front lines actually treating patients are saying, Uh, so we need to heed their advice. Uh, Moving on, I saw this story out of uh, Washington State, and this was, I, I couldn't believe what I was reading, but as of now, all the, uh, the information I'm reading is corroborating this. Uh, here's the headline. This is out of Postmillennial, the post, thepostmillennial.com. Washington Public School forces unvaccinated student athletes to wear ankle monitors. The story goes on to say a 15-year-old girl was allegedly forced to wear an ankle tracking monitor for volleyball practice at Eatonville High School in Washington State as a condition of participating in team sports, it goes on to say that um, that the high school placed the ankle monitor on her because she was unvaccinated. Uh, the mother went up to the school, uh, confronted the coach and the, and the school administration, and they explained to her that this was a part of their their protocol for doing contact tracing and all kinds of other stuff when it comes to uh, what comes to the virus here. But this is, and by the way, this was done without the, the mother's consent, according to her. Uh, this is, uh, we have to ask ourselves, how far are we willing to go in the name of public health? And that's what's, uh, what's so concerning is because you can, you can throw out this public health argument uh, and really take it anywhere you want to go. Uh, if you have no, no respect for the Constitution, no respect for individuals to make their own health decisions... If you, if you don't have any of those barriers or rather any of those standards, then really you can take this this entire uh, public health, I put it in air quotes, public health argument wherever you want to take it. And, and this school here in Washington State has taken it to the most extreme, and they're putting ACO monitors on unvaccinated students to track them around. And by the way, um, th- th- these standards, let's just say that the, the logic you can – logically follow this, even though this is completely insane. I can't even find myself to try to argue for it somehow as like a devil's advocate. But our own governments admitted that the shot doesn't prevent people from spreading the virus. The vaccinated people in our country can spread the virus. And actually, some of the studies show that people who have the jab are more contagious. They have higher viral loads than people without the jab when they do get the virus. And so this whole uh, narrative that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and and, and the unvaccinated are the big problem, uh, that's just simply not true. Um, And I've got more studies that I'm going to talk about in the next uh, uh, segment that are just going to blow your mind as far as the number of breakthrough cases. And I told you we were not getting the full picture yesterday, and I have more information to corroborate that. Um, We're not getting the full picture in America of breakthrough cases. Our own CDC said in July, hey, we're not going to track breakthrough cases anymore. We're not really going to cover it. We don't see it as valuable. Well, how can we know you know, how many breakthrough cases we have in, as a society if the CDC is not tracking it? That is problematic. And I have more data, more information next segment that is going to blow you away. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll see you in a few minutes after the break.
2: and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. My name is Abraham Hamilton III and this is the Hamilton Minute. When queried by the Pharisees concerning the greatest commandment, Jesus answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He then said the second greatest commandment is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't simply say you shall love your neighbor. He said Christ's followers must love our neighbors as ourselves. Christian duty requires us to employ discernment and active empathy. We worship our Lord when we put ourselves in one another's shoes as we do life together and resolve misunderstandings.
0: Listen each weekday from five to 6 p.m. Central for the Hamilton Corner, or visit the podcast page at AFR.net. For more from Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
1: This is Raising God the Girls Minute
3: with Patti Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Overprotective parenting is a trap that Christian parents have a tendency to fall into. Sheltering your kids away from the real world results in a completely skewed perception of reality. Confronting modern issues head-on through a Christian lens gives your daughter a strong foundation of truth. When Daniel was exiled to Babylon, he had to learn how to practice his religion in a place where the temple wasn't at the center of everyone's daily lives. This is a reality your girl will likely face too but his heart, tempered in faith, found a way to practice his religion in a culture where it wasn't the norm. Rather than sheltering your girl, equip her with a biblical worldview to prepare her for the real world. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
0: AFA at the core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
1: Welcome back to AFA at the core here on the American family radio network. Glad to be with you today. My name is Walker Wildman. I'm the host of the show here on American family radio. My podcast is posted each day on our website, AFR.net. AFR.net is where you can find my podcast. It's right there on the homepage. You just scroll down a little bit, you'll see my logo, AFA at the core. You can click on the latest podcast and uh, listen uh, to past shows. Go back and listen. Uh, if you don't finish today's show for some reason, go back and listen. We have our American Family Radio app. It's free on the App Store for you to download. Just Whether you're on an, an Apple or Android device, just uh, go to your App Store, type in AFR or American Family Radio It takes you about two minutes to download uh, the app. I want to mention a resource that uh, I'm pushing this week, and that is uh, a DVD curriculum put together by our very own Alex McFarlane. He's co-host of Exploring the Word here each weekday afternoon on AFR. Alex McFarlane, a couple years ago, several years ago, put together a curriculum called The 21 Toughest Questions Your Kids Will Ask About Christianity. And I've gone through this curriculum, looked at the questions and the answers. It's very, very helpful for parents uh, to be equipped with when it comes to the questions that your children and your grandchildren are going to ask about Christianity. And as a young father, I already have, um, I got three boys. I've got a set of twins and a four-year-old. Oh, and by the way, uh, Bobby may or may not know this. I may be surprising Bobby. We'll see. Uh, but I've my wife and I, we've got another baby coming. Uh, oh, we've got another baby. Did you know that, Bobby?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: no. <laughs> oh, man. I, I said it in Devo yesterday in Devotion, but yeah. uh, I know you That's come in at 9 me. every morning. <laughs> yeah. So, Bobby, my wife and I, Lexi, we are having a fourth child due in February, and it's a boy.
0: Oh, congratulations. Four for four.
1: Yeah, so so not only is the entire listening audience surprised, but Bobby's surprised too That's because amazing. I didn't tell him before the show. I uh can't so wait we'll to have
0: Denise tonight.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, we're we're so excited. We're having a fourth boy in February. His name is Isaac Gregory. Uh, so he'll be here in February. My wife's about 15 weeks along. And you know, um, as I mentioned last segment, one of the core values here at AFA is the sanctity of human life and I just want to encourage each and every one of you, and I've just learned this and began creating this habit within the last year or so. Um, but when we talk about babies in the womb, uh, we need to talk uh, with our friends, with our family, with um, our church members, with the public. Uh, we need to talk about them um, as if they're here with us because they are, um, and we don't need to say, "Well, you know, they'll be here. They'll be. Um, they'll they'll be." born in February. Uh, my child's already here. He just hasn't exited the womb yet. Um, and so that really brings the humanity that, that babies deserve in the womb uh, to to fruition, to reality. Um, God's Word says that, that human life begins at conception. God creates us and knits us together in our mother's womb. Uh, so we need to, to act like that. We need to talk like that and frame our discussions uh, just like that. So Isaac Gregory is 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 not born yet he's not out of the womb but he's just as much here as you and i are and so uh, my wife and i lexi were excited to share that news that we'll have another baby boy here february of 2022 um so shifting gears back to um uh, what i was mentioning is the resource <laughs> that's what got us got us off to the baby announcement track is the 21 toughest questions dvd set by alex mcfarland that's available at our resource center resources.afa.net resources.afa.net on there you can find the Alex McFarlane curriculum you might just have to search by uh, Alex's name, Alex McFarlane to find uh, this 21 toughest questions curriculum but back to back to my 4 year old you know he's asking questions he's curious, he's smart He, he we, we talk to him like we do adults, we talk to him like an adult and so he's he he thinks critically, and he asked me the question the other day. He said, "What?" Uh, he said, "He said, Dad, um, I don't want to. I don't want to get baptized, Dad." <laughs> and I uh, I said, "Well, why Run not, row. son? Why?" Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, Bobby. That was a little concerning to me. So I said, "Well, why not, son? Why, why don't you want to get baptized?" And this is another thing I would encourage you parents to do is when your kids ask questions, or even when they say things that are. A little off don't don't lash out at them don't don't come down heavy on them talk with them through their issues especially when they're young and they're still developing their their worldview and their way to think well my son said you know dad i I don't think i want to get baptized and i said well son why not he said because i don't want to leave my family and he, he he's we've explained to him what it means to be in god's family We've explained to him what it means to be in God's family, but he hasn't really put the two and two together that we can be, he can stay in our biological family, but yet still join God's family. Uh, so that's just something we have to talk with him through, uh, that, son, you can you can come to faith in Jesus Christ, you can be baptized as a, a sign of your obedience, uh, but that doesn't mean you have to leave our family. Uh, we can I'll still be your dad, I'll still be here for you, I'll still be your, your, your uh, earthly family, your earthly, earthly father. Uh, but you can also be in the family of God, which has an eternal impact, and which means you'll be able to go to heaven and, and live in eternity with uh, God the Father and our Jesus, and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so that just took a little bit of talking through. Uh, so kids do have questions, and we need to be equipped to talk with our kids and answer their questions and help form their worldview. So that's the resource I want to promote, uh, the 21 Toughest Questions Your Kids Will Ask About Christianity. Jumping back in uh, to uh, the content for the show today, uh, I follow a fellow by the name of Alex Berenson. He's on uh, Twitter is one of the platforms he is, but he's a former uh, New York Times writer. He actually got canceled from them uh, uh, and and other platforms for speaking up uh, about the COVID-19 pandemic, speaking up about what's been going on in our country and so he's been really tracking all this all the data tracking all the information reporting on what's going on across the country and really just bringing forth the truth whatever that may be well he just posted something today that really caught my attention and it, 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 it really affirmed my suspicion here um, and that is we're not getting uh, the full picture on breakthrough cases I mentioned yesterday, and I just mentioned a few minutes ago, the CDC even admitted that they're not really thoroughly following breakthrough cases. So how can we know? You know, we get this these talking points uh, that, that we're having a pandemic of the unvaccinated, and if, if you've got the jab, then you're protected, yada, yada, yada. But this is out of Clark County, Nevada, which is Las Vegas, a pretty large county, um, pretty large county, especially for Nevada. Well, their data is now coming out to show, and this is one of the counties that is actually tracking breakthrough cases, not all are, and according to their data that Alex Berenson put out today, about 60% of their deaths from about a week ago for a one-week period, about 60% of their fatalities in Clark County, Nevada, are now in vaccinated people, people who have the shot. And this is what um, Alex Berenson put out. I'll just read his tweet. He said, I checked the sourcing and this email is correct. This email tip that he got from someone who supports his work. Barring data lags or some other anomalies, over 60% of deaths in Clark County, Nevada, which is Las Vegas, are now in vaccinated people, which shouldn't surprise anyone who knows the UK or Israeli data. That's coming from Alex Berenson. Human biology is the same everywhere. Uh, So I've I've been reporting to you for the last few weeks what's going on in Israel. Alarm bells are ringing in Israel because the majority of their population got the jab, uh, the Pfizer jab. Uh, But yet 63% in Israel of their fatalities recently, of their critically ill patients rather, are um, fully vaccinated. They're fully vaccinated. So there's a a lot of data to be developed, a lot of information that we're not getting for whatever reason on the uh, breakthrough cases and so we need to continue monitoring this because uh, we need the truth out there and if these shots are not as effective as they once told us they were uh, we need to know that we need to know the truth as the public and there's a lot of money tied up in this and that can't be overlooked either Uh, Pfizer just Pfizer alone has made billions in the last six to twelve months on the jabs Uh, so that should be factored in as well would um, would these companies, would the FDA would the CDC have the have the um, honesty have the wherewithal to admit um, that the jabs are not working how they're supposed to? If there are are some severe or potential potentially severe side effects to the jabs, would these companies would these multi-billion dollar companies would our own federal government have the uh, the honesty, the integrity to tell us that. So that's that those are, are hypothetical uh, theoretical questions that remain unanswered. But the data out of uh, Clark C- County, Nevada is showing about a 60 percent um, of those who are vaccinated in the hospital. 60 uh, percent of deaths rather are from uh, vaccinated people in Clark County, Nevada. So we're going to continue to monitor uh, that data and the breakthrough cases. but we as the American people, We deserve to know all the data, all the truth behind what's going on here, especially when people are being bullied, people are being forced, people are being pressured to get this uh, jab. And I was never really a big fan of the talking point uh, about this being an experimental shot, so therefore I'm not taking it. Uh, that, that, That experimental, it does have a little bit of merit, that argument. Um, but but the, the same people who have the concerns about the shots still have the same concerns. Just because just it got full FDA approval uh, doesn't mean that some of the concerns that many well-known doctors and experts are raising, uh, that those concerns are now pushed to the way, wayside. That's just absolutely not true. Hey, by the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi, she had a fundraiser out in um, California, which is where she's a congresswoman. She's also Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi went out to california i mean these folks have absolutely no shame um she went out to california had this fundraiser i don't know it looked like at least between 50 and 100 people there nobody's wearing a mask they're being waited on like they're they're something special and it just proves um that these folks are they either they know something we don't know or they they just don't care but Nancy Pelosi's making everybody who enters the U.S. House of Representatives wear a mask. Everybody's got to have the jab. Um, you know, she's on and on about how you got to wear a mask. You're going to be fined. You're going to be arrested if you don't wear a, a face face covering. Well, Nancy Pelosi's out here at this fundraiser not wearing a face covering. So this is another one of those examples where the people who are pushing the most stringent standards aren't even following those standards. Let's listen to Tucker Carlson. This is clip three. I'm sorry, clip six about uh, Nancy Pelosi.
4: So the real justification for mask mandates was right in the middle of that montage of clips. Quote, failure to wear a mask is a serious breach of decorum, Nancy Pelosi says. And she means it. And that's why in Napa, her little brown servants wear masks as they bring her wine. Decorum demands that they do. If there has ever been a clear window into their plans, into the society they are trying to build now, we're not aware of it. Our formerly middle-class nation now has a surf class, and they're the ones wearing the masks. They're the ones being forced to take drugs they don't want. They're the ones being told not to communicate with one another, except through the digital channels the party controls, social distance. We now have two groups of Americans, not a broad middle. We have the favored and the unfavored. We have the saved and the damned. We have, the vaccinated and the unvaccinated that is exactly how the architects of all of this see the country
1: well that you know that's that's the the way tucker carlson describes it there this basically party of of two kinds of people two classes and 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 joe biden ran on uh the narrative that he's going to be the uniter in chief he's going to unite the country well these folks are doing nothing but divide uh the american people and they do one of the ways they do that is by not following their own rules Uh, You talk about making a populace, making a people uh, cynical and frustrated and angry at their leaders is when their leaders push these stringent um, uh, policies and stringent standards in the name of public health, but then they themselves go out and and, and completely ignore their own standards. That makes people very frustrated, very cynical. And, you know, uh, President Biden and the Democrats, they're focused on all the wrong things. Here we have Afghanistan burning, quite literally um and and our our president is worried about everybody getting the jab and everybody wearing their mask uh even little school children and 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 ronda in florida uh voiced that frustration uh this past week let's listen to ronda sent talk about how president biden has his priorities out of order clip one
2: he was on vacation they had to ply him off of vacation to give kind of a, a half cock statement on camera that he said wasn't taking questions then he goes back on vacation And he is obsessed while you have all the stuff going on with Afghanistan, obviously, all the stuff at the southern border, which you and I have talked about, one of the biggest border disasters in the history of our country, inflation, gas prices. And what does he do? He is obsessed with having the government force kindergartners to wear masks all day in school. In Florida, we believe that that's the parents' decision. Joe Biden thinks the federal government should come in and overrule the parents and force these young kids to wear these masks. And you gotta wonder, where are your priorities that you're so obsessed with this issue and so obsessed with taking away parents' rights and you're letting Afghanistan burn, our border burn, and so many other things in our country fall to pieces?
1: Yeah, there you have it. The uh, Ron DeSantis there, the governor of Florida, saying the Democrats have their priorities way out of order, way out of whack. And, and a proof of that is what's going on in Afghanistan. And we're going to talk more about that next segment in detail. I'll play some clips, actually. But um, here here we have Afghanistan. We still have thousands of Americans. We really don't know how many. But many reports are showing thousands of Americans still stuck in Afghanistan. I personally have talked to people who know people, Americans that are still in Afghanistan, stuck, they can't get to the airport. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on protecting American citizens, American life overseas from terrorist, radical terrorists that you can't negotiate with, uh, and let's stop bullying conservative states. Let's stop forcing little children who are perfectly healthy uh, to wear these cloth face coverings, which is unscientific, uh, for school eight hours a day. Let's focus on the right things. AFA at the core, I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
2: As followers of Christ, we are on mission. We're to share that gospel with people we come in contact with. Pastor Bert Harper. Bert Harper. That's what God wants to do. He wants to use you for his glory as a faithful servant. So when you come before him, he can say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Exploring Missions,
0: Saturday afternoons at 2.30 Central and Sundays at 1 on American Family Radio. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective.
3: Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience.
0: If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net.
1: In churches, in a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing.
0: In his image,
3: with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit, and it's completely free, and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event.
0: To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. Steve Russo with real answers. Isn't it amazing how just one person's actions can affect so many others? I was reminded of this on a recent trip to the east coast. 138 of us sitting in a plane waiting to depart. The captain informed us that the slight delay was due to a maintenance problem. 30 minutes later we learned that one of the service crew had left a power switch on all night and had drained the battery of the plane. The system needed to be completely recharged. A simple action by one person affecting dozens of other people. How are your actions impacting others? Did you know that we have the ability to influence people in both a positive or a negative way? To bring them closer to the kingdom of God or to push them further away? Make sure you're having a positive influence on those God has brought into your life. For more Real Answers, visit the Real Answers website, www.realanswers.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
1: Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on American Family Radio Network. We broadcast on about 178 or 179 radio stations across the country in over 30 states, and we also are on the World Wide Web on uh, AFR.net's our URL, AFR.net, very easy to remember. And, of course, we have the AFR app, which I mentioned at the top of the show. The AFR app is very easy to download, takes you a couple minutes, and you can catch the show, AFA at the core, at your leisure, at your convenience, and um, share the show with your family and your friends, anyone who you want to share this information with. That would be excellent. I would be greatly ap- appreciative of that. Uh, Jumping right back into the content for the day, um, what's going on in Afghanistan? And you know, this is a very bad situation for many reasons. But we have Christians, we have fellow believers over there in Afghanistan, uh, that are being being put in life or death situations, um, and it's terrible. Uh, It's terrible. One of our core values here at AFA is religious freedom. Um, And and the reality, the truth, that all men and women should be able to practice their faith and live out uh, their religious beliefs and their religious freedom, uh, whether in private or public. And that's what uh, America was founded on. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. That's why we have the First Amendment, is because our founding fathers knew in order to preserve a country, in order to preserve human rights and and our God-given rights, we have to have the freedom to worship God freely. Well, many people in Afghanistan... Many Christians are being denied that today. They're being persecuted. Uh, they're being killed. And it's absolutely a human tragedy going on there. Um, and much of this could have been prevented. You know, I, we don't know uh, in hindsight if if, if the Taliban could have been fended off for longer without the U.S. staying there forever. Um, uh, but, but the way this has gone down has been absolutely irresponsible. It's been absolutely sloppy uh, the way we pulled out of there. We pulled out our military first. Uh, which was a st- terribly strategic, uh, strategically terrible idea. And and somebody's going to have to answer for that. You know, we can't just keep moving on uh, saying, well, we just got Biden in the White House and we just, you know, he's just making bad decisions. No, somebody's got to answer for this. Uh, you can't allow uh, Americans to get trapped in a terrorist stronghold now for over a week. And by the way, uh, the president said today, he reiterated again, the White House said, that we're getting out of there by August 31, no matter what. Even if we don't have all the American citizens out, we're getting out of Afghanistan by August 31 because the Taliban wants us out. That's what the White House said today. Well, there's still uh, thousands of American citizens in Afghanistan, and they've got to be able to come home. And that's what AFA has taken action on. We have on our website, afa.net, we have an, an, a live action alert, current action alert on our website where you can actually email the White House. And tell President Biden to bring American citizens home. You can do that by visiting our website afa.net. Right there on the home page at the top, you'll see the latest action alert. So you can email the White House and tell Biden, tell the president, to bring all American citizens and Afghan allies who have, who who qualify for the uh, special immigrant visas because they've they've helped America, they've been invested in the in the American problem over there those people should be protected as well. So you can take that action on our website, afa.net. You know, yesterday the White House said uh, that Americans aren't stranded in Afghanistan. That's what Jen Psaki said from the podium. She said, it's not true that Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. We're gonna play this clip clip four.
4: Does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen? by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded. Does he have a sense of that?
3: First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home, home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There
4: are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan, right?
3: I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan. when I said, When we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home, we are going to bring them home, and I think that's important for the American public
1: to hear and understand. Well, so the White House there doesn't like—it's uh, all about the wording, right? That, that's all—and this is, this is what's so galling is that the White House, and they've, they've always done this. They've, they've, the Democrats have always been uh, worried about the language, the language. What's the language you use? And that, they're, they're, the, they're the experts at, at po- political correctness. Well, Jen Psaki there says, I don't like that you use the word stranded. But that's the reality. That's the cold, hard truth. That's the cold, hard reality. They're trying to spin this. That's what's going on here. The White House and the Democrats, they're trying to spin this and turn this into something that they got under control when the truth is, the cold, hard truth, is that they don't have anything under control. They don't have our southern border under control. They don't have Afghanistan under control. Uh, They have nothing under control. It's an absolute disaster. Our economy's having trouble uh, recovering, and directly because of the policies of the Biden administration, they don't have this under control. They're trying to project and act like they do, but they don't. And here's uh, the, the, the truth or, or the proof that they don't have this under control. There is uh, many Americans still stuck in Afghanistan. And here's a, a phone uh, a phone interview you're going to hear. This was on Steve Hilton's show on Fox News. Uh, but this is audio of, of the brother of a woman who is still stuck in Afghanistan. And this is the brother telling her story about how she's stuck in in Afghanistan and how she can't get to the airport. Clip five.
3: Hello, sir. The latest is keep getting worse and worse. The president should know that these American citizens are hiding in different houses, and nobody's willing to help these citizens. Same as my sister. These American citizens and American allies and residents are soon either going to be executed by Taliban regime but because they're behind the enemy lines or either they're going to be dying out of hunger and thirst because they cannot get out of their house to get food and get water. So these people are at really high risk. There's thousands of them. My sister, she's got two kids in America. She's an American citizen, and it's been six days, seven days. She's attempted three times to go to the airport, but it will not let them pass unless they show their passports. If they show their passports, if they wave their passport at a Taliban that this is me, this is an American citizen, that's a death call, death sentence for herself. She will be killed on the spot, or she will be taken and executed.
1: Well, that's it. That's, that's, that's not someone in the White House who doesn't know what's going on in Jensaki. That is uh, the brother of a female, of a woman, an American citizen, who is stuck in Afghanistan and can't get to the airport. Why? Because according to his testimony, according to what he just said there on that interview, if she flashes that passport to the Taliban, she's dead. She will be dead if she flashes that passport to the Taliban. That's a death sentence. And why would, why would the American um, uh, consulate, the American embassy, encourage American citizens to walk through Taliban checkpoints to get to the airport? That's extremely high risk, extremely dangerous. And by the way, the White House keeps saying, well, they can get to the airport. There's there's safe passage to the airport. Well, that's not true. That's not true. There's uh, the, our own U.S. Embassy is, is contradicting that. The U.S. Embassy keeps putting out these alerts that don't travel to the airport. We do not recommend you travel to the airport. But then the White House says, oh, there's no problem over there. Everybody can get to the airport. They are lying. That's not true. Um, and surely they know it. And th- this where it gets into, are they lying or they don't know what they're talking about? Which one is it? Because it can't be both. Um, and and, I, and I, there's no way uh, these folks in the White House don't know what's going on. I mean, it, you could not convince me and sell me on uh, the idea that Jen Psaki is not in those national security briefings, in those daily uh, briefings with top intelligence officials. You can't tell me she's not in there. She doesn't know what's going on and know that Americans are having trouble getting to the airport. But yet she goes out and parades this talking point uh, to try to make things sound like they're under control when we all know that things are not under control. Uh, Another uh, aspect to this story of Afghanistan is that uh, we're playing from behind here. We're playing from behind. I mentioned the fact that the Biden administration scrapped the contingency plan that was put together by the Trump administration and other ally countries, other ally militaries on how to get people out should this situation arise where the Taliban overtakes uh, Afghanistan. The Trump administration, his State Department, put together with uh, the help of other countries a very comprehensive contingency plan to take care of of our allies and American citizens should this happen. Well, guess what? The Biden administration, because it had Trump's name on it, the Biden administration scrapped that plan. They threw it in the trash, they shredded it, they got rid of it, and they got caught flat-footed uh, with the Taliban here taking over all of Afghanistan in about 11 days, um, uh, someone else who's admitting that uh, that the the White House and the military don't have a plan. This is a Democrat. This is Adam Smith, a Democrat out of the Washington uh, state. He's saying that the Dem- that the military doesn't have a plan. Clip three. Let's listen.
3: Like I said, I I personally spoke with Chairman Milley and and Jake Sullivan and Deputy Secretary of Defense uh, Kathleen Hicks yesterday. Um, So I got most of those answers. The the briefing answered some. Um, I don't think it was as satisfying for members as we would have liked in terms of getting into the details of what the plan is going to be. Um, to get out there, as you, as your reporters, very, um, you know, intelligently reported, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to have to go outside of the airport in order to get the Americans and the SIV holders out. Um, they are going to struggle to get there because of ISIS, because of the Taliban, for a bunch of different reasons. I think we need more details on how the military, the um, U.S. government is going to accomplish that.
1: Well, he, he, that's a Democrat. There, he says the, the, the briefing that he is getting from uh, the agencies and the military. It's not sufficient, um, and he, he went on to say that clearly the military doesn't have a plan to get everybody out by August 31. That's coming from a Democrat, uh, so you can't say he's being a political hack. He's just shooting straight with us. Uh, that's Adam Smith, a, the House Armed Services Committee chairman, a Democrat out of the state of Washington, a U.S. Congress member, saying that the military doesn't have a plan to get American citizens out by August 31 you know, what happens if uh, the president, President Biden, leaves American citizens in, in a terrorist um, country, in a country controlled, controlled by the Taliban? I mean, how do you pay for that? I mean, he's going to have to either be impeached or court-martialed, one of the two. And I have a clip on that uh, that I'll play here in a minute or two. But before I do that, um, we've got to cover our, fl- our flashback Tuesday. And this is, and this shows you that that the Democrats and these, these woke people don't understand human nature. They don't understand the sin nature and the fact that these uh, terrorists are evil. This is a flashback of 2015 of Marie Harf, who used to be the Secretary of State spokesperson, saying that these terrorists, all they need is jobs. Let's listen. We cannot win this war by killing them. We cannot kill our way out of this war. We need in the longer term, medium and longer term, to go after the
4: root causes that leads people to join these groups, whether it's lack of opportunity for jobs. We're
3: not going to be able to stop that in our lifetime or 50 lifetimes. There's always going to be poor people.
1: (laughs) That was Chris Matthews of MSNBC actually responding to her. Uh, But this was from February of 2015, and that was Marie Harf. Uh, on MSNBC with Chris Matthews saying that we cannot win this war by killing them. This is a quote. We cannot win this war by killing them. We cannot kill our way out of this war. We need in the medium to longer term to go after the root causes that leads people to join these groups, whether it's lack of opportunity for jobs. And she got interrupted there by Chris Matthews. But uh, this is not about jobs. I mean, this is what's so frustrating about uh, these, these uh, talking kids is they keep saying things that we all know is not true. This is not, it has nothing to do with economics and jobs because we just spent a $2 trillion basically building a nation in Afghanistan, and we've still got the Taliban running roughshod over the entire country. So you can't tell me this is about infrastructure, this is about jobs. This is about people who have a wicked, have a sick ideology called Islamist. They are Islamic radicals, and and some would say they're not even radicals. They're just following Sharia law and and the wicked teachings of the Quran. But nonetheless, uh, these people are um, sold on this wicked ideology. They're sold. They hate the West. Uh, They're stuck in their old, arcane Islamic traditions. They don't want to get out of it. They're dominated by brutal leaders, by terrorists they beat and 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 humiliate women and children um i was reading a story the other day about um uh, the very perverse and perverted ways uh things that they do to women and children i mean it's disgusting uh these people are animals they're terrorists they're inhumane they're like dogs and here we are um here we are trying to nation build trying to negotiate with them uh, trying to uh, treat them as if they're just another country. You know, we're going to use diplomacy. That's just not going to work. That's just not going to work. And, and the root cause, to counter what Marie Harf there said, the root cause is not jobs. It's not economics. It's that these people have believe in a wicked ideology. And we're not going to change that. The only way to change uh, these uh, Islamists is to witness to them what the gospel of Jesus Christ that's what we should be doing. That's the only way you're going to permanently change their hearts and minds is through the gospel of Jesus Christ and the truth and the power of the Holy Spirit. Not nation building, not sending our military over there to change hearts and minds. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. Glad to be with you today. Hey, don't forget, check out my, our website, AFR.net, and visit my podcast page for more information. We'll see you next time.